trying to remember how to start. <laughs> Give me a second. Don't make fun of me. Uh, this is real. Uh, it sounds like something I would fake because it's been a while, but I'll do it. Welcome to the Frank and Friends show. I'm Frank Murphy. That's good. I'll do and that. And I'm Catherine Frady. <laughs> this is the Frank and Friends show. Hi there. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Hello, Catherine Frady. Hey, Frank. How's it going? I'm doing well. Thank you. I believe. I think I'm a little um, too uh, uh, wrapped up in the details right now. Too Maybe. much into my podcast recording checklist. Yes. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you're the producer and the uh, sound man and the... Cameraman. And all of the things. Yeah. So, uh, Hi. Hi. Um, thanks for coming. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, and we're uh, on the Frank I mean, and Friends show. <laughs> we, we, put out, we put out the new tablecloth for uh, January, and that didn't work out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I stood outside in the snow, and then the last thing I did on the podcast was I did the uh, Siegfried and Joy disappearing trick. I posted this to Instagram where you play the Celine Dion song. Okay. Uh, it's all coming back to me. And I took the towel. In fact, the Frank and Friends show towel. Let me get that. Not the, not the hoodie. You hold Take care of that. But I took the, uh, the bath towel, which we also call the beach towel. And you can buy this at uh, frankandfriendsshow.com slash store. And I did the, the disappearing trick where you say, as the music is playing, it's all coming back to me, and you throw it in the air, and you run away. Okay. Well, that's like, then I didn't do a show for a, what is it, it's been a month, a month? and a half? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Nice. So my friend Bean has been checking in on me. He's like, are you alive? I mean, that's fair. You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't normally go that long without recording something somewhere. Well, you see, the name of the show is Frank and Friends. And I did one, I had, I had no friends did left. Did you lose, you lost all your friends? I, well, you're back. I, I'm here. So that counts. Yeah. Did I, you lose me in the meantime? Yes. <laughs> you were gone. You had you had business. You had your Baton Rouge business. Yeah, my Cleveland, Ohio business. Oh. Yeah. So how's Cleveland? Cold. You know. What did you do there? I was directing um, an opera called Glory Denied. Did Knoxville Opera do that? Knoxville Opera did it. Yeah, last season. Okay, so. I, I thought I'd heard of it when yeah. when you said you directed it on the on the social media and all. It's about a real veteran who was uh, captured in the Vietnam War, and he was held captive the longest in history. And it's about him and his wife, Major Bill Robinson. No, oh, Jim because, Thompson. Okay, because it's about an officer. Yes, Jim Major Bill Robinson. Is it Major Bill? Anyway, Bill Robinson it was the longest held enlisted man. Uh-huh. In, um, in POW, longest held POW, but for enlisted, there's a there's a break there. So gotcha. um, he would have the overall record, except he doesn't. He's got the you know in his class. Interesting. But I met him. Um, he's from East Tennessee, and I met him when we did the uh, I went on the Honor Air flight to Washington. Nice. And I interviewed him while we were uh, up at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, and we went and we found the other people who were on his plane. Oh wow! And he survived, and some, of, and they obviously did not. Wow. So they're, um, so that's who I thought you meant. But there's another guy. You're saying there's another guy. That's good. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I was thinking about uh, uh, inviting Bill Robinson to be on my uh, PBS show. That would be cool. That'd yeah. be very interesting. I don't know if he'll remember me, but he might. Even if he doesn't, it would still be interesting. Yeah, to talk to him. Yeah. I remember him, so I've got a lot of questions already. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the deck, <laughs> ready to go. The deck is stacked. I already know. I've already done my uh, preparatory work for that it interview. Makes it easy. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll look into that. Yeah. Um, also, we do appreciate your subscribing on the YouTube. Uh, thanks to the folks at Akima Cabaret. That's March first and second at the Mill and Mine. They invited me back to do a behind-the-scenes show. Nice. Um, and 
they are very generous in the sharing and the liking and the posting and the watching. So uh, within a day, I mean, it's already got like more views than most of our videos because the Akima folks are just... They share it. Yeah, they share it and they're generous about it and they actually do watch it. Um, And that's very nice and I appreciate that a lot. That's awesome. And the show is going to be good. It's 80s mixtape. That's fun. And... I didn't realize this at the time, but all these women, they're all, I'm interviewing, they're like, oh, we don't know, we can't sing, we can't dance. They're lying. They can sing and they can dance. <laughs> um, because one of them, one of the Facebook friends posted a cast picture from a show I had seen at the Carousel Theater down on UT campus. It was um, Something Rotten. Oh, okay. Remember we talked about this because I took Artie, Artie Rocket, to see Something Rotten and I didn't realize that it was PG-13 and, right. you know, he's nine. Right. So he's memorized, he instantly memorizes the all the thing. songs. Right. And he's singing, um, don't be a blank, the man is a genius, or don't be something, whatever, the dirty parts. And he's singing those the whole ride home back up to Northern Virginia. And Jerry and I are telling him, stop, you need to forget, you need forget to forget everything. these songs, or at least you have to rewrite them so that they're clean for your little brother's. You can't go singing that around the house. But anyway. He's never going to be allowed to come back. I know. Yeah. I've ruined it. Yeah. But someone posted a, uh, from the Akima Cabaret, had a, either just posted a memory or a something. They posted a cast photo. It's so great to be with these ladies again. Nice. And I'm looking at the cast. I'm like, wait a minute. These are some people I just met the other night who I apparently had seen in Something Rotten when Tennessee Valley Players did it. And now here they are. Oh so, yeah, they're totally lying. Because yeah, if they, you're in good. a Tennessee Valley Players, yeah, you have to audition. You yeah. have to audition. You have to be able to sing and act. So anyway, Akima Cabaret. It's going to be a good show, uh, March first and second, Mill and Mind. So if you want to go check that out, and then um, they'll take two years ago they raised one hundred eighty thousand dollars. That's amazing. And they've been doling it out. Yeah, they give out grant awards. Now I've found they out actually have a grant application from Marble City. I hope so. Well, it's due this Friday. <laughs> well, get that in there. I know. I found out a tip from uh, the chair people. Okay. They like specific asks. So in other words, when Random Acts of Flowers asked for money, they're like, okay, maybe. But then when they asked for enough money to buy a new refrigerator to put the flowers in, uh-huh. it clicked in their mind like, that's, that's something cool. we want to, here's a check for the, whatever it is, the amount of your refrigerator. So they bought them a refrigerator, and they like doing that. They like knowing what specifically the money is going to. Right, as opposed to general operating right. expenses. So okay. I was made a note to tell you that. I didn't mean necessarily to tell you on the podcast. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows. <laughs> you know, but who knows? Maybe Alan Sherrod will be watching. Yeah, can, it's going to help somebody else, who, another organization. Yeah, so yeah. that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that's good. Uh, speaking of Marble City Opera and all of the things... Uh, now, I'm not positive that I can crank this out before the big fundraiser, which is in our world on, coming up on Saturday. So it was February 24th, so you do the math. You're either watching this before <laughs> or after, depending on how much free time I had. And um, I was MC- I'm emceeing it, right? Yes. And being the auctioneer and well, general. I'm much more stressed <laughs> about the auctioneer because last year... I didn't know I was going to be the auctioneer. There was, there was a, an auctioneer scheduled who canceled late in the process. And I didn't find out until... Day of. Minutes before, really, an hour before. When, yeah, you know, when we was, get there, when I arrive, I find out, oh, by the way, you're the auctioneer. So I didn't have time to process it. And then it comes time to do the auction. And I'm not an auctioneer, but I'm an improviser. So I did my best imitation of the other auctioneers that I've seen. Which was so good that you landed the position for the following year. But it was fake, Catherine. 
It well, was just fake it again, Frank. <laughs> it was me acting. I was acting. I was pretending to be an auctioneer. That's all you I have was, to do. Uh, all right. Well, I realize- I'm not actually a singer. I'm just <laughs> pretending. You're lying. You're like the ladies in the chemo. I'm lot. not actually Tosca. I'm just pretending. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, you're very convincing as Tosca, so you. if you're going to imply that I'm convincing as an auctioneer, I will accept the compliment, yes. but also ask for help, because I realize the part I, I'm not good at, I mean, I can do the talking, you know, and I can do the descripting part, I can do the blah, 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 but I, I have a trouble with the, what they do is they are able to have excellent vision and they hone in on, on people. people who, you know, snip, make a sniffle and that counts as a bid or whatever it is that they right. do. Right. So I would, if you can give me help spotting Oh yeah, the, absolutely. The thing, the people, yeah. I think we'll be able to lock them in and steal their, mo- take their money, <laughs> uh, to get their donation <laughs> at the event. Yes, hold them <sighs> hostage. Yeah, yeah. That's another event that I want to do. You know that Bel Canto. Another event? Yeah. You know the the book Bel Canto? No. I mean, that means beautiful singing, though. I know that. It does mean beautiful singing, but there's a book um, called Bel Canto, and it's yeah. about this opera singer who goes into a country and is supposed to be. Like performing for them that night, but then terrorists come in oh. and oh, it's a thriller! Yeah, and they they lock them all into that space um, and that house for a very long time and hold them hostage. So I thought like a bel canto themed event, oh, you know, could be fun, like in an escape room, like an escape room, and you can't leave until you make a donation. donate a certain amount. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, everyone. Well, yeah. I, I think. <laughs> Maybe I mean, something you know. You know that I would like. For example, I would like to know what the amount is <laughs> before you show up. But see, that takes away the fun and the well, immersiveness. All of right, the event. if you are if you are willing you know? to keep me hostage for <laughs> months and months, <laughs> the venue <laughs> costs are going to skyrocket <laughs> until I'm able to scrape together the minimum donation. That's fine. <laughs> if I'm able oh my to goodness. somehow you know get someone to wire me some funds. <laughs> And then maybe I'm stuck at a Marvel City Opera event. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone too far. Oh my goodness. Oh, Catherine, Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. I know. That's why most of my ideas stay, you know, my personal ideas and don't, mm-hmm. you know, well, it's, it's still, the universe. It's a good theme. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of a theme. There's yeah. some writer, I th- I'm going to look up his name. I think it's Harlan Coben. Is that right? And it sounds like a kind of book that he should write. Mm. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? I don't. Well, we came across, yeah, Harlan Coben, came across some show on um, Netflix that was like the number one show on Netflix. And I, I, I was kind of, I don't normally watch TV. This is how you can tell I was in a depressive cycle. Okay. I told Jerry, I said, yeah, I guess I can watch TV. <laughs> All right. All right, yeah. <laughs> so we watched some okay. show. You know, we like one episode a night until sure. we binge through the whole thing and say eight or ten episodes. And it was, um, I... I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was about this this lady who had been in the British military, and her husband gets murdered in the park, and this, uh, she's unraveling the mystery. Meanwhile, the detective has got some kind of issue where he has passes out and is you know just is dying. We think, and uh, the woman is trying to piece together not only who killed her husband, but someone had killed her sister while she was overseas. Oh and could it be the same killer or not? And there's a backstory at this private boys' school. That sounds where exciting. You s- it's very good. And the woman, who the actress is in it, I guess she was in some British soap opera. She's absolutely beautiful. That's awesome. She reminds me of my friend Bean's wife, actually. Yeah. She's just a stunningly beautiful woman. And, um, and she's like, you know, in her mid-30s still. And, and I don't know, but she... 
kind of burst onto the scene in America because of this, because, you know, in, right. no one knew who she was. Right. So we thought, well, we should watch another one of these Harlan Coben stories. Mm. So we find another one. And this, the actor who played the husband who got murdered in the one we just watched becomes the, the, lead in the, the victim, one? yeah, oh. who's now, his wife has gone missing. It's a different character, you know, but, right. it's, but same actor. Yeah. And his wife has gone missing and... Um, it, she may have somebody may have stolen money from the soccer club, and it's a mystery, and they have to unravel. And that sounds fun. Has all sorts of things going on. He's a lawyer, and then we thought, well, we'll watch another one after we fin- binge. This is how much oh we goodness. watched. Binge through that one, and then we pull up this next one, and there's the same guy again, same actor again. Okay. And this time he's in love with a stripper who has changed her identity, and he's trying to track her down. But as we're watching the preview for it, we're like, hey, we saw this one like three years ago and <laughs> forgot about it. Hilarious. <laughs> so we didn't watch that. I mean, that's my Harlan Coben review, but he could write, he could do a, the Bel Canto type story. Right. Yeah, he can help us with our event. Oh. He can stage the whole thing. That's good. You know, good idea. Um, I, uh, I was reminded, I just mentioned my friend Bean, he sent me a text about somebody who died and uh, from Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Now, I was surprised for a number of reasons, because A, um, he hates Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and I enjoy them. I know they're cheesy, and I know they're they're pop classical, and I know it's all you know. Uh, I know I know exactly what Trans Siberian Orchestra is. I enjoy it. If you were to go into the uh, the office, I have a record, silver, platinum, fake rec, you know record on the wall uh, from Trans Siberian Orchestra. Like you're a true fan. Yeah, I yeah. did an interview with the founder, Paul O'Neill. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and he enjoyed the phone interview. And at the end of the phone interview, he's like, I really enjoyed this. Can you give me your address? I'm like, okay. And so he sent you a gift? Oh, he sent me uh, a Trans-Siberian Orchestra hoodie, um, uh, two platinum records, a, um, I forget, something else, uh, tickets to the show and backstage passes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> so, really did enjoy that conversation. Yeah. No wonder I'm a fan of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Well, some other guy who was only 49 years old has passed away. He was a Ukrainian composer mm-hmm. who joined the band in 2010. I mean, when you say Trans-Siberian Orchestra, you've got to kind of think of it like a regular symphony orchestra where members are replaced. You know, sure. yeah, people leave, people die, okay. they hire new ones. But with Mannheim Steamroller and Trans-Siberian Orchestra, there's actually multiple versions of them. What do you mean multiple versions? Well, there are multiple orchestras? Do you know the circus, how the circus used to have... The, a, the red and the blue, or the A and the B. Okay. And they would yeah. be touring, like Ringling Brothers. In different areas yeah, of the country. One would be touring the, yeah. the West, and then one would be touring yeah. the East at the same time. And yeah. they have slightly different shows. Well, Trans-Siberian and Mannheim Steamroller only really do concerts around Christmas time. Sure. Nobody wants to hear their music January through October. Right. Everybody wants to hear it from mid-October through end of December, maybe the very, very beginning of January. So they need so, multiple orchestras. So they have two, to be in two places orchestras. At one time. So they were in two places at one time. In fact, Mannheim even for a sh- had three going this past year. Wow! Because the founder Chip Davis, who also wrote the song "Convoy" by C.W. McCall, um, Chip Davis of Mannheim Steamroller did a, his own setup down in Orlando. He just decided, I'm going to not going to travel, but I'll set up at Disney World or someplace in Orlando, right. and I'll do a week's or two weeks worth of tra- Mannheim concerts, and people can come here and watch. Nice. While his other orchestras are touring. So how do they do it? Uh, the guy who died, I'm looking at him. I didn't recognize him. So he must have been in the troop that didn't come to Knoxville. Right. Because each one, each of the two troops is like one original member. Okay. And then a bunch of other people. That are fill-ins. And I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. Do they, they pick people up in the cities that they're in? 
Exactly. Yeah. They pick up session musicians. Yeah. So, and they're both fairly generous about acknowledging this. I mean, it's not a secret. They, they have them t- stand up and take a bow. Nice. And I, I meant to, I have a picture on my phone, so maybe I can insert it here. I took some pictures when they had uh, the musicians at Trans-Siberian. They were, you, I think you were welcome to use phones there because it was at the Thompson Bowling. Okay. And uh, there on the violin is our blue-haired friend, Julie Belangeroy. Yay! And oh, Julie. So I texted that picture to her, and she was so excited because we were in had really pretty close seats. And um, I got them from uh, East Tennessee PBS. Said, Thank you. And I loved it. It was great. You know, so she's yeah. up there playing the violin. It's very furious. A lot of violin on the guitar, and they've got fire. they got pyro effects, and they've got right. smoke, and they've got visual laser beams, and it's very loud. I mean, loud. that's all up her alley because she has her own, she has her metal band. Yeah. Where she plays viola. Yeah. And then um, a, a few weeks later, um, East Tennessee PBS gave me tickets to see Mannheim Steamroller. Look at you. Well, I mean, it was a nice little perk, like a little bonus. Yeah. Like, it was like my Christmas yeah. bonus. That's nice. You know, for all the work we did on Scholars Bowl and everything. And I get there, and um, the, my boss from PBS is also there, and he introduces me to this lady uh, from Cruise Farms. Mm. He says to me, you should interview her, which means you're going to be interviewing her. <laughs> <laughs> Have you interviewed her yet? Not Is that yet. coming up? It's, uh, okay. uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, if I can get her to respond to my text, it'll okay. be in April. Yeah. Um, so uh, but then we watch Trans- I mean, uh, Mannheim Steamroller. And this tape, it's a little different setup. It's not as loud and blah, blah, blah sure. at you. It's a little more uh, closer to a classical concert, even though the music has a rock sound to it. Yeah. But you can see... The visiting musicians are right in front of me, and I recognize Sean Clare from okay, yeah. uh, the Knoxville Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he, he's buddies with my next door neighbor. So I even see him around the neighborhood sometimes. I always like to chat with him, and he's very active in the community, mm-hmm. doing, um, you know, playing for the sick children at the hospital. Or this is this is means violin, uh, <laughs> the national symbol. Yeah, is that what it is? I don't know. That would be ch- which what? way? <laughs> I, anyway, he violins all over the place. And I also, being a fanboy of uh, the symphony, recognized Claire Chenette, who is the oboist. And I'll tell you, she was the best one on that stage. That's awesome. She, they gave her some oboe solos. Nice. That wasn't just like a little bit of a da 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 It went like two minutes. Like it was a significant oboe, multiple significant oboe solos in this thing. And I was blown away by this. Is, I mean, how... Did they have an oboist this good in every city? Well, oboists tend to have to be pretty good, you know? Because they play that first note when the orchestra's tuning, or, or because... Well, I mean, it's a hard instrument to play, yeah. and there are not as many of them, and oh. there, so there are going to be fewer positions in the symphonies for oboists. So whenever you land a symphony job as an oboist, you're probably one of yeah. the top people yeah, in the country. Because I, I remember wondering, her name is Claire, but she doesn't play clarinet. I thought that was that's a missed that was a opportunity. Mistake, yeah. yeah, yeah, Claire who play, Claire who plays clarinet. But because I'm a fan of the symphony, I was sitting next to Cruz Farms lady. Right, I said, "See that lady on the, this is an intermission." See the lady who or the lady on oboe. Remember the lady on oboe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spotted her in your ice cream shop one time, and I went up to her and told her. <laughs> You're just connecting all the dots, you know? It's just, you know, franken it to eight, you know? <laughs> to eight? I think we frank it to 11. <laughs> so that's, I guess you're right. I was, I, that's what I was doing, wasn't I? Yeah. I, just I didn't think of it that dots. way. Mm-hmm. 
So the concert ends, the Mannheim Steamroller concert ends, we're at the Tennessee Theater, and the band does... Actually, in the show, they played Convoy. They played... I told you, remember, that Trans-Siberian Orchestra, you know, is one thing with the big lights and the... Right, right. And Mannheim Steamroller, the founder, Chip Davis, before he was Mannheim Steamroller guy... He was part of this band, I guess, called C.W. McCall. Mm, it was him mm-hmm. and this other radio guy. They used to do radio commercials and radio jingles. And they made this novelty song about truck drivers on CB radios trying to outrun Smokey. Okay. And it was a huge novelty hit called Convoy. Well, they played it in the That's middle of cool. the Christmas concert. <laughs> I mean, why not? And they had video of Chip, Chip Davis coming on and saying, Yeah, I just want to say it's the anniversary of uh, when I wrote the song Convoy and... I thought it'd be fun to have it for you. Here it is. Well, so yeah. they have, while the band is playing Convoy, they're showing these videos of Chip Davis like walking around Nebraska where he lives, <laughs> going to his favorite diner, you know, hanging out with truckers. It's hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Love it. So show ends on a high note with God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, or one of the ones that they're, they're known for. And the band has come out to take their bow. And you think, you wonder, is there going to be anything else, you know? And then a voice comes over the speakers. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a shooting in the area. Oh, Lord. <laughs> like, what? What? In Knoxville? Yeah. And they're like, uh, and people are, we talk about Everyone's- killing our Christmas buzz. It's like December yeah. 20, December 23rd, maybe. Oh, my goodness. It's two days before Christmas. And the voice comes over. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a shooting in Knoxville. If you're parked in the blah, 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 blah. State Street Garage, which is the one right closest to the theater, or the Market Square Garage, uh, will remain here in the theater. Those garages are currently closed because they're doing an investigation, right? So what happened was there were some kids running around in Crooch Park, and they were horsing around, and somebody, yeah, fired a gun, and somebody got hit in the leg, so nobody died. Oh, that's good. And nobody had... But you didn't know that when they didn't know that at the time, right? So they tell us that it's the Market Square Garage and the... State Street Garage, because they thought that's where these guys, kids had run to. Right. And uh, they're going to try and track them down. So Jerry and I, well, we didn't park in those garages. We always park in the one a little further away, the Locust Street Garage, because you can... In, in case of these shootings. Well, because you, you, you can get in and get out, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, a little faster, and, you know, I don't mind. I can walk one extra block. Right. And this garage I like has multiple exits, whereas... The ones that we're talking about here, they're, they're multi-story, right. and you got to go down and down and down, finally get to the exit. It takes forever. So we're walking to our little garage, or as Lori Tucker has called it, Frank's Garage. There you go. Because I've told her I've told her about my secret. Nice. And we're going there, and as we're getting closer, we remember, we didn't know where the actual police incident had occurred. Right. And we're walking, and we see the, the flashing lights are getting brighter closer. and closer to us uh-huh. as, they're, as yeah. we're walking toward them. Your suspects. Uh, well, basically, we walk... <laughs> We probably walked within 10 yards of the actual police tape because <laughs> they didn't tell you. <laughs> because the, they may have closed those garages because they thought that's where the people ran. But I actually have to walk past the crime scene oh to get to goodness. the garage that I'm in. Because we're walking up Clinch, I think it's Clinch, right? Or yeah. whatever it is from uh, the Tennessee Theater. Uh, past the Crooch Park, you know, with the the woodsy part with right. the statues. That's right. where it had happened. Oh, my and goodness. And we're walking right by it. So I said to Jerry, I said, let's walk on the other side of the street. Oh, my goodness. She's like, why? The garage is on this side. Let's, who cares? She's like, it's fine. Because at this They're point. are not there now. Right. At this point, yes. we can see they have called in. The UT police were there. The Knoxville City police were there. The Knox County sheriffs were there. They called in everybody. To hang it, out where the crime had happened. Well, to and look around. And, and at this point, we could see that they were starting to turn off their lights and drive away. So I'm like, it's going to be fine. But it was kind of funny. that Funny, strange, that we ended up 
Yeah. Right there. That does kill your Christmas mood. Yeah, because normally yeah. the only time I see police tape like that is when I'm doing a presentation for BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S. <laughs> nice segue. You, I didn't even mean to do that segue. Oh, that was really so good. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well done. They declared uh, the other day to be uh, Dr. Bass Day in Knox County. And I don't even know why they did this, other than that my friend Jennifer started working as a, a producer at the talk station in mm-hmm. town. And she got Dr. Bass to come in and be on the show. He's 95 and a half, you know, and we, as far as we know, he's mostly retired, right? But sure. He like, you know, he likes Bob Yarbrough. He went on, on the show and they presented him. They surprised him with this proclamation from Mayor Glenn Jacobs that he was not Bill, Bill Bass Day in Knox County. Nice. So I even did this bit on the radio. Um, and, you know, they, I don't know why they picked today. There's nothing special about today other than that the man is about to be 95 and a half years old. I mean, how much longer do you want to wait? <laughs> That's true. I mean, you could wait till 96, but <laughs> no. on his birthday. My friend Bean's like, would you joke with him about his death? I'm like, not only would I, I already have because... Um, it's a running joke. Well, somebody at church came up to me and asked me, uh, they introduced themselves, a guy named Scott. He said, hey, I'm going to be in the Citizens Academy. And I just saw that. Were you in that? I saw a picture of you. And are you friends with Dr. Bass? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to see Dr. Bass walking around my neighborhood. He used to have, with this walking little dog. How's he doing? So I called Dr. Bass that day. Because I haven't talked to him in a few months. And I just called him up. I said, hey, uh, Dr. Bass, this guy lives in your neighborhood. He said, he used to see you walking around with the dog. I said, Is the, how's the dog doing? And Dr. Bass starts doing it. He said, that's a pretty good question. To see, not only how's, if the dog's still alive, but, but so what about me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, he, the books like Death's Acre and Carved in Bone, I'm going to do a presentation that's kind of mostly based on Death's Acre about the origins of the body farm and Dr. Bass. I'll be doing that down in uh, Teleco for the Women's Club nice. um, at the end of March. And you can hire me to do those presentations. I've got working on one, uh, the Big Bopper exhumation is one of my favorites. I've got a cremation lecture. In fact, I was telling a guy who runs the uh, columbarium at church how I'm working on this cremation lecture. Now I have uh, pretty much done. He's like, well, hey, you want to come down with me to the place where we engrave? Uh, actually, it's they, they're on, it's, I think they also do the cremations there. But where they engrave the stones that go on the... Yeah. Markers. Like, oh, these guys are great. You'd have a good time. So I think I might have to do that. Still have nightmares of cremation. Well, yeah, I, I don't want to be cremated either, but yeah. some people like it. Sounds um, uh, you can get a Body Farm t shirt in all different colors. They have a lot of orange ones, too, which are good to wear now that we're getting into uh, NCAA playoffs. You want to wear those to go yeah. balls. Go balls. Um, and get that at bonezones.com. Don't, don't forget, forget the S. S. And we appreciate their uh, continued support of the Frank and Friends show. Um, so, uh, Teleco, this lady, I think I've told, I mean, I know we've told you this story before, but I'm, I'm meet her and I do, I had done a presentation for the Von Orr Friends of the Library. And this woman comes up to me and she says, I've got this women's group at Teleco and I would like you to do the same presentation again for my other group. I said, but you've already seen it. She's like, yeah, but it was good. Yeah, and they haven't seen it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So we get to talking and I said, um, Teleco, huh? I'm going to be in Teleco. I'm trying to was trying to wrangle uh, a position for my wife and this other singer named Becky to be in the chorus for Marble City Opera's uh, production of Il Tabaro. Is that how you say? Which is going to be on a barge in Teleco. I told this lady about it. She's like, oh. <laughs> and then she called me. <laughs> she, they're coming. They are. They're coming. Good. Yeah, it was a great connection. Thank you. For yeah, that. I'm excited about that because yeah. uh, and uh, now, but now the. 
uh, the key, though, the key to the whole conversation, yes. and don't make a liar out of me, is when the woman called me up to say, um, we were talking some details about the body form thing, and then she says to me, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, remind me again, what was that opera that your wife is going to be in? Oh. So either or, either she thinks you're my wife. No, or she knows that your wife is could going be in to the be opera. in the opera. All right. Yeah. So she'll well, be. Hers. Oh, yeah. It's done. All right. It's done. All right. Taken care of. Yeah, Becky can be there, too. Yeah. <laughs> how many... Um, I haven't re- reached out to either of them yet. How but. many uh, chorus members do you need in a chamber opera like that? Or is it a chamber opera or is it a I mean, medium? really, for us, it's uh, it's about the budget. So yeah. we normally tend to have about 10 people. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah it, it sounded great in Tosca. Yeah. When you hire real singers, you don't need... A lot of voices, yeah, you know, because they, they have strength. Yeah, they have you know powerful voices as soloists themselves. That's good. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, well, that's fun stuff. So, um, which car did you drive here today? The uh, you know the white I, one or the the Kia? I drove the white one, but because I'm trying to hide the Kia. <laughs> have you seen? Have you tried putting it under a rock? Most people hide. The, <laughs> that's a good hiding place for a yeah, Kia. Hide the Kia under the rock. <laughs> good idea. Thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll just take it over to Cherokee Caverns. Um, no, but the, my friend had her Kia Soul stolen oh. out of her apartment complex overnight. In Tennessee or Louisiana or? Houston. Oh. Oh, Houston. Or San Antonio. I don't know. <laughs> Texas. Texas. Yeah. Someplace in Texas. But apparently it's because there's a, a TikTok video going around that teaches you how to steal Kia. No. Yes. Yes. And Why so would like, you... all of these kids are still in Kias. Just because it's on Just TikTok? There's like some challenge. Like, see if you oh, can... So they, they probably think there's no penalty for this. It's they like some it's kind funny. of innocent yeah. prank. Oh, I can just steal, steal a Kia. Steal his Kia, yeah. So we're going to have That's a bad... Like, uh, it's not like Greg, Greg, Greg uh, Brady putting a goat in his bedroom. No. Stealing the mascot from the other team. That sounds like a, a more significant Grand Theft Auto is what it sounds yeah, like to me. Absolutely, yeah. Well, what is it about Kia Souls? Because um, I saw a meme... It said, it, someone just wrote, Kia Soul owners are weird. And the meme was a picture of the back of a Kia Soul. It says, but I identify as a Tesla. And That's <laughs> weird. That was even the license plate was Tesla. and it had, But it had all of the stickers on the back. Huh. Have you seen a lot of Kia Souls that have just, the back is covered in stickers? No, or is it just I mean, me? We liked our black Kia Soul because it was black like our hearts, you know. Oh. <laughs> well, no argument there. But, well, there's one that parks in... It's, it's always at Starbucks, so it must be a, a barista. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking, um, not only was their uh, license tag woefully out of date, uh, but it had lots of just, you know... Um, cover, Stickers, oh, yeah. Every sticker. If you could imagine... If you had to just only could represent a Starbucks barista in terms of stickers on a car, that's what they were. Yeah. It was all of the ones you would expect to see yeah. at Starbucks on the, you know... The back of a Kia On the Soul. back of a Kia Soul. Um, well, I mean, they used to sell the car with, like, a hamster, right? No. I think so. I think that there was, like, some person dressed in a hamster suit that would drive the Kia Souls. I'm pretty sure. I could, be making, you, that. I could be making that up. You, you have had, to look it up. Have you had a dream? <laughs> have you been, maybe make that the theme of your next opera yeah. fundraiser. There you go. Kia. Yeah. Is it spelled like the soul yeah. of your body? Like, your, you know, your, your yeah. heart and soul? Exactly. Kia, Kia Soul Hamster. It's, I don't even have See? to... It's in the actual drop-down. You heard me. Um, Kia Soul Hamster Commercial Black Sheep. All right. So I guess there were... Oh, they were like uh, computer-generated CGI hamsters. Okay. Yeah. I don't um, so, understand that. It was a commercial. <laughs> it was not a real hamster. Okay. When you said... 
So I mean, you yes, said they sold the car with hamsters. <laughs> you thought it came with live hamsters. That's like what, as a bonus, like because <laughs> what you meant was they used hamsters in a commercial to sell the cars. Yes, that is what they I. They sold the car by illustrating hamsters. What I heard was <laughs> you you got a live hamster when you bought the car. As if there were some kind of joke, like, oh, the car is I mean, powered by, like, the hamster will run on the wheel, and that would be how we pretend the car drives. Yeah, I do think that's a benefit to purchasing the car. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they Especially can't, if you have kids or something. You I know, thought, like, first of all, I thought they can't, with a pet. they can't sell it with a hamster. And then you said it's a guy in a hamster costume. <laughs> and I thought, who drives the car? So the next thing I picture <laughs> is you're at the Kia dealership, and it's time for your car to be delivered to you. <laughs> <laughs> and they make, you know, uh, Steve the mechanic. They make Steve go put on the costume. All right, and he's got to put on the head and get in, the, get in there and drive his little furry costume. And then you, you actually take ownership of the car from <laughs> from the hamster. From the furry. He hands you the keys. Yeah, the furry I mean, hamster. I think that could also work. Yeah. <sighs> You're coming right. up with a lot of really good ideas. I didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, um, uh, when I was talking earlier about walking downtown. Um, from the Tennessee Theater to that Locust Garage, uh, I, I started visualizing, you know, the that area, and then I remembered up near there they're talking about building a bunch of new stuff. Okay. And there's a possibility that they're going to build a seven or a nine story hotel. Now you know the um, well, we have well, you did Tosca at St. John's, and we right. did um, uh, Christmas Spider and Amal and all those shows. Right. There's a parking lot for St. John's and part of it they got the purple stripes and those are for St. John's parishioners to park right. and then the other half of the lot is pay lot when you're in that parking lot and you're looking out directly across the street there's another pay lot right they're making that a hotel yeah they're going to use that parking lot they're going to build a hotel it's going to have like four stories of parking and then five stories of hotel it's got to be approved yet but the approval I mean, will be coming pretty soon it has to, I mean it's not going to be a very big hotel it'll be kind of a boutique wouldn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. even with five stories, like on that parking lot, it's not that But big. then the other part of it is it's kind of weird shaped because not yeah. only it kind of makes like a, a, a round one of the other buildings and then pops out in right. this alleyway on the other street too. Yeah. So they're going to squeeze it in there somehow. And that's just one of the two hotels this company is talking about building downtown. There's another one somewhere, Locust and Walnut Streets. I have to look on a map. I haven't figured out what that is. But I was there at the meeting for the, we had a Marble City Opera board meeting. And I get there early so that I can sit in the car and watch Scholars Bowl on my phone. <laughs> of course. Well, I, this is the first day of the second round. Did you get I, to watch it live? Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. I can't watch it on delay yet. We, the, because it doesn't come out Right. I have to, the only thing yeah. I can do at this point is live stream it until yeah. the summer. And I, I've been honest, I am looking for mistakes. And I, there was a mistake in that episode um, where I said it was first round, then it's really second round. And I, I don't know if they can fix that one in editing. I doubt it. But there's a few other things that I've screwed up that there, we realize that when it airs and somebody writes in and says, you idiot. And <laughs> if like, it's thanks. a simple <laughs> fix and it doesn't change the outcome of the game, they can do a little snip snip here and right, there. Right. And when it goes on into reruns, because they're showing them all over the state now. Oh, that's awesome. They're showing last year's season as part of the Tennessee education block. Okay. Every day, every weekday, like at 1030 in the morning or something like that. Nice. Um, but anyway... Uh, so I'm watching it, looking for what mistake did I make today. And I'm sitting there, and I see the Channel 8 uh, vehicle pull up into that parking lot across the street that's going to be a hotel. Right, okay. I thought, wonder what they're doing. I thought, oh, that's the parking lot. Of course they're here. That's the right. parking lot that's going to be the hotel. They're yeah, probably going to do a story on it. And I'm waiting to see anything happening. And there's just, just two people just standing there. 
And I, I realized that they're futzing with something. And on the ground is their Channel 8 drone. So I don't know why every station in town doesn't have one, but Channel 8 got a drone. Maybe they got like for Christmas because since Christmas they've been. It feels like it. (laughs) Santa gave them a drone because they they have been just flying it over everything. Oh, here's a here's a fire, and they show and they get these get this great footage. That's good. And um, here's uh, Neyland Stadium just for fun. Right. Yeah. Here's whatever. Uh, When the snow happened, that's when I really noticed it because they were out there taking all those photos. Yeah, they were flying it over Cedar Bluff and they were flying all the main Mm -hmm. you know roads, saying here's what this road looks like and such. So I thought, oh, it's the drone. It's the Channel 8 drone. And they're going to fly it above this parking lot to uh, get footage of here's where the hotel might be built if it gets approved. Right. So I'm thinking, this is great. I want to see if I can find myself. So I'm waving. Oh, my goodness. You didn't. I don't know why I would question that. <laughs> of course you did. I don't think I made it into the shot because they only, on the report, they only used a snippet. But it was when the point when the drone was pretty high up and the camera was pointed away from the St. John's lot where I was, okay. you know, toward the other, uh, it probably was right over my head and point, shooting the, the other direction. The, the, seeing yeah. the layout of where this thing's going to be. But I so wanted yeah. to be on the Channel 8. Well, drone. you know, you, you might be. You'll have to check it out. Do you ever do that when you go to visit someplace and they've got a webcam? I really don't. And then you find yourself on the webcam. It's really only you, Frank. <laughs> I did that in uh, Southampton or Sag Harbor, one of those That's, places. We could in just New York. like list all the places that you've done it. Yeah. I mean, Acme at Oyster funerals, Bar in uh, uh, New Orleans. Any place mm-hmm. that's got a web squad. Anywhere that has one. <laughs> Try to get on that. If you do, do you go stand outside people's houses who have the cameras, the security cameras, you know, outside their door? The, the like, ring doorbell. And wave. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, wait a minute. I don't know that. Many. <clears throat> like, wait a minute. This is not a bad idea. Well, my daughter has one, but I've never thought about it. I yeah, didn't but you know. could pull yourself off of, you know, your daughter's camera. That's a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. You're right. welcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with the great ideas today. Well, since um, we're, since I haven't talked to anybody in months, uh, and we have to probably wrap up soon, I will tell a football story because those are about to get out of date. Sounds good. Um, my wife and I have pretty much used to watch football a lot. You know, we had the NFL Sunday ticket, and it just got, but it got to the point where, you know, I don't know, people move away, and we take other things take interest. You know, we start going yeah. on operas and symphonies and other things on Sundays, and we mm. just lose interest. So we hadn't watched a football game in a long, long time. But because I was hoping for Eminem versus Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl, okay. Um, we took some interest in it. Plus, our son lives in Michigan. Right. And the Lions, it was a big deal. You know, like, oh, the Detroit Lions. They might make it into the Super Bowl for the, I think, the first time in team history, maybe. That's amazing. I think they're like the Seattle Mariners of, of uh, they've never been in the World Series. Right. The Lions, um, never been in the uh, Super Bowl. So you, <clears throat> I mean. So I had some interest in the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the problem I have is that. My TV, my, my over-the-air television device that I bought, I bought a box and an antenna so I could watch free over-the-air TV. And it's hooked up to the digital TV with an HDMI cable or whatever it uses. Some, maybe not. It must be some other kind of cable because it doesn't work right. I can see the pictures. You can't hear anything? Can't hear the sound, which is why I have to stream my own show on PBS on, the, on their web app because, I mean, on their phone app or their Roku app so I can hear it. Uh, because I can watch myself on over-the-air TV. I just can't hear myself. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. So, but, yeah, you know what? It wasn't that bad. We put the TV on mm-hmm. with the football game. And 
I've got to tell you, I highly recommend watching a football game with my wife as the commentator. (laughs) That does sound fun, actually. (laughs) Because, I'm going to remember, I've told you, we used to watch football a lot where we understand the game and we, um, you know, we're just sitting there just watching and we don't have to hear the announcers at all. We don't have to hear anything. It's just silence. Right. Except that, uh, you know, oh, look, there's uh, whatever happened. You know, and I think we even may have left it on for the Taylor Swift game that was on next. But we were disappointed that the Lions lost the game sure. that we watched. Yeah. And they were eliminated by um, San Francisco. But it also then remi- realized, it reminded me, it was like watching it in a restaurant. I said, Jerry, that's what it's like. That's true. It's really no different than when right. we go to Jaboni's and they've got a big screen and we're watching whatever sporting event, you know, some soccer game, baseball game, football game. It's just on. Right. This one we're a little more interested in. We're paying attention to the scores and, and that. But, you know, you don't miss anything because all the, when, but if there's right, going to be a replay, they, they make yeah. these big flashing graphics. You know, right. you're gonna, it's going to catch your attention. Right. And uh, one of the times we went to the Jabonis in Maryville, we're sitting there. And, you know, when you're married a long time, you don't have to talk. There's no... Okay. You can just I'll, sit I'll sometimes to that day. and just eat. You know, we're not in the conversation. Yeah. Or she might be looking at, you know, what the TV that's over behind me, and I'm looking at the TV that's over behind right. her a little bit. Yeah. And we're maybe commenting a little sure. bit on this. Yeah. And there's some show, and I'm, uh, we're watching the promo. It's HGT. They have on HGTV, and it's got these guys' faces, the people you kind of remember from other home improvement shows. Maybe they've got a new show, and you know. Okay. Yeah. You know, I haven't watched that in a long time either. And one of them catches our attention. I think I've made a note of it. It's called Vacation House Rules. Okay. But it wasn't the show. It was just the promo. All right. It was like, you know, promo for Vacation House Rules. And I'm saying, oh, look at that. I wonder where that is. I wonder where they filmed that. And my wife's snarky comment was, well, it's on tonight at 9 if you'd like to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, couldn't you watch it at home without sound? No. No. Because it, uh, it was cable, HGTV. Uh, got you. We cut that. And I, didn't, I don't pay for... That many. In fact, I think I already pay for too many services. Right. I think I'm ready to eliminate one. We've got, you know, PBS, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. And I'm not really watching them all. Yeah, I think Amazon Prime might be able to just... I mean, Get Mrs. Maisel's yeah. over. I can probably let that one go. Oh, I need to watch the end of Mrs. Maisel. Okay. Oh. I haven't seen the end. <laughs> it was like a year ago. Well, you know, I don't have time to watch shows. <laughs> And then, like, if I start watching them, but I'm watching them as they're, like, coming out, then I forget because it goes by a week, and, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, well, I guess you, you got it. The plan you know? is you got to do like Jerry and I do, where we just watch one, one episode a night right. for, like, a week, and then it's over. Right, yeah. Although, with The Chosen, she loves The Chosen. Oh, we both love The Chosen. Um, but she couldn't wait for it to come on TV. So we have paid actual money to go see it in the movie theater. Okay. They, but it's like three and a half hours. All right. Now, I love the show, but I also like, and I I'm, I'm really don't like going to the movie theater anymore because we went to see Oppenheimer, and it was so long. It was long. It was too long. And in the olden days, like, they would have a long movie, like The Ten Commandments, or some, or, I don't know, Sound of Music. You'd maybe put, like, music. an intermission. They would have an intermission at the yeah. movie theater. So, you, I mean, they would sell more popcorn that way, but also um, people would actually right. go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, like uh, the symphony. I, I, right. I, at symphony, I've got to make sure I t- try to time that last note and get to the bathroom before the old, older men. Because <laughs> I can outrun the older men <laughs> to, the, go. to the bathroom. Nice. I have to go just as bad as they do. You know, there's can... a secret bathroom on that first floor. Um, 
house house left. Yeah, that's a good one. Tennessee. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. And then uh, I'll also will go upstairs. There's a public bathroom directly above it. Okay, men's and women's, but in the balcony area. But not as many people sit up there. A and know uh, about it. Yeah, until, until the line stretches out, then you figure it out. But if you can get there fast, it's small. Right. One day. Anyway, this bathroom talk. Tennessee. <laughs> that's our spinoff podcast. Uh, Tennessee theater bathroom talk. Inside the plumbing of <laughs> the most historic theater in Knoxville. But um, the, uh, the Chosen, they said, what we're going to do is to raise money to make the shows, is we'll put episodes one through three in the theaters for a couple of weeks. Okay. And you buy a ticket and you go watch it. So we go. And it's nice. I mean, it's a good show. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, by the end of the second episode, I'm, I think actually the end of the first episode, I said, I'm going to miss a little bit of it. I'm... That is out. weird that they didn't put any breaks in between. Between the three well, they put a break between episodes two and three. Okay, but one and two, it's back to back, so that's two okay. plus hours. You're just sitting there, but during the opening, they still run the opening credits at the sure. beginning of episode two with the uh, "Walk on Water" song. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll miss a little bit. I'll run out during those credits and run back. Run back in, in. yeah. Um, but then they have a five minute intermission, and that's not long enough, or as I learned, because I was sitting down at. Uh, we went to see episodes one through three, and I'm sitting down as the, it's like, almost like I'm on radio, and it's saying three, two, one, I'm six. in my seat. Well, a week, a couple of weeks later, we go to see episodes four, five, and six. Okay. And same thing. Yeah. Um, this time I didn't drink as much, so I made it through episodes one and two, but then episode uh, break, I'm, intermission, I'm going. And I didn't even make it back in time. The show already started before I got back. I'm like, I, I guess I know what happened. Well, you know. You can watch it when it comes on on television. I, I did say to the lady, I said it to the lady at the uh, concession stand, I said, now, um, if I miss any of this while I'm at the bathroom, is there any kind of book or reference material I could use? To, to catch up. <laughs> to catch up. Do I get a little bit of a refund and she for says, that five minutes? Yeah, it's called the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> she was saying it to be funny. She knew that I was joking, and she was joking back with me. But I thought it was fun. All right. That is good. Um, speaking of uh, things you can hear, I mean, actually, you can, I'm sure, listen to the Bible on uh, Audible if you want it or any number of other books. Uh, audibletrial.com slash show gives you the opportunity to uh, download a book with your free MP3 credit that you'll get during your free 30-day premium membership. And you get to keep it forever. Yeah. yeah. And then every month after that, you get one. Uh, so you want to use those and make sure you, you know, keep those in your permanent collection. Or as you're a, a premium member, you can also listen streaming, uh, assuming you know, you've got cell service as you drive around. Assuming. Uh, assuming. Yeah. And, um, but that's another reason why you download it. That's the that's reason. That's the reason you download. Like, there's this road. There's a secret. Secret. There's a shortcut to um, Pigeon Forge that I'll take from Chapman Highway. And there is no cell service in that little windy road between these mountains so if you wanted to you could not stream audio in there but you could listen to a recorded audiobook in there while you're driving like you've downloaded i don't know if i'd recommend that because you're also white knuckling it so you don't fall into the creek on the one side and get hit by a truck coming at you on the other side i don't know if i'd recommend listening to a book in that passage well i mean unless it's already like playing yeah fine yeah um, and then uh same thing with the podcast and all that so go to audibletrial.com slash show. If you listen to all of the audiobooks, it would take you 300 plus years. So pick and choose wisely. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Find the ones that are most important to you in this moment. Because yes. as we said earlier, you yeah, know. Life is short. Life is short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, please do uh, buy some of our merch, like the uh, the magic the magic towel, uh, at frankandfriendshow.com slash store. Look at that! What a beauty! It's How great. about that? How it's lovely! Fabulous. Fantastic! You can get hats and sweatshirts and mugs. Things, Mo's drinking out of the mug right now. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mo's got the good mug. Uh, but yeah, um, and then um, oh, YouTube. Do this. Do the subscribe on YouTube. Yes, subscribe why not? On, on YouTube, smash that button, tell, tell your, your friends. friends, invite your friends, take all of your email addresses. You know you have more than one. So subscribe with all email addresses. <laughs> you can do it. You, you can, do, can it. do it. You can do it. All right, Catherine, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having As you can, me. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I'm emotionally lifted by your Good. presence. Well, that does tend to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we'll talk to you again next time.